Hey, welcome to the Maybe You're Like Me podcast with me, Mike Burns. Listen, I know we're all more alike than we care to think. We've all got dreams, we've all got hopes, but sometimes we can feel a little alone trying to navigate in this crazy world we live in. So this podcast is all about you and it's all about me and how maybe we're a little more alike than we care to think. Welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. Happy New Year's, friends, and welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. Listen, on today's episode, we've got Nick Gray. And listen, if you've got a New Year's resolution of making new friends or meeting new people, this guy literally wrote the book on a way for you to make some new friends. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Nick Gray. Nick, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. How are you doing today, man? I'm excited, excited to talk about parties and self-improvement on the new year in New Year's resolution mindset. I'm hyped. Yeah, let's play. So uh, welcome. We're so happy you're here. Uh, now, I actually stumbled across you uh, on a podcast um, and uh, I heard what you were talking about. And I was like, this guy is awesome. And I've got a bunch of friends that need to bump into this guy too. But for people that don't know you, who is Nick Gray and what do they need to know about you? So my name is Nick Gray. I, uh, I live in Austin, Texas. I was in New York for 13 years, but I think I was most famous on the internet. I started a company called Museum Hack that many cool. years ago was a big deal in the museum world. Uh, I don't like museums. I think they're very <laughs> boring, but I brought a new experience to them. I hired stand-up comedians and Broadway actors That's to awesome. try to make them fun tour experiences. Yeah. Um, and so that was my last company. That's awesome. And uh, so uh, when you go to a museum, let's just trail off for a second. All right, let's rabbit trail this. Uh, when you go to a museum, are you the guy that's reading all of the little note cards on the side? Or are you just trying to jet through it? So I actually have a strategy, which I should include this in the show notes. I'm very proud of how to my how to visit a museum <laughs> blog post right. and video. Then the New York Times actually featured it. Here's what I think you should do. When you go to a museum, you need to walk the entire floor plan first. Don't okay. read anything. Don't Absolutely. even look at the art. But just walk through <laughs> and get an idea of where you are and where things are laid out and what catches your eye. Yeah. Then Go to the cafe, okay. <laughs> have okay. a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or something and come up with your strategy, maybe a little snack, plan your approach to the museum after you've walked it. That will give you time to go through it with intentionality and not get sidetracked, which I do because I have a short attention span and not get <laughs> sidetracked and spend all your time on this one thing that doesn't even matter. And you're like, dang, I missed all the stuff I want to see. Now it's time to go. <laughs> That's it's actually genius. Yeah. I usually get there and then like I realize halfway through that I'm sugar crashing and uh, this is a bad day for me. So wait, that is real. That is real. That's yeah. called gallery fatigue. I haven't what? talked about this in forever. It's real. And visiting a museum. Yes, it happens with the sugar crash because your brain is using so much energy and uh -huh. you're thinking and you're being quiet and you're on display and you're reading that. Yeah, you have a crash. And so on my tours, I actually used to pass out pieces of candy. We'd stop and have little snacks, give oh, people some orange juice to boost the blood sugar. That's All that genius. stuff we're thinking about. Yeah. My wife and I just visited New York a few weeks back and uh, we went to MoMA and uh, like 
it was a mixture of like sugar crash. And then I was like, I'm old and I've been walking too much. And so I just had to like, like if there was a bench, I would sit down for a second and stretch it out and then just keep it going. So dude, what else did you guys do in New York? I love hearing stories of what people do in New York city. Uh, honestly, we ate too much. Uh, that was the best part of any trip to New York. So yes. a bunch of bagels, all that, that good breakfast and dinner food. Um, may I recommend for your next visit to New York city? Do. Yes, please. Have you ever heard of this thing called Scott? pizza tour no highly recommended he is to pizza tours what i was to museums they hire <laughs> the most engaging tour guides they approach the pizza uh -huh. research with a sense of scientific rigor they have lasers to get the oven temperature it's just oh a gosh. really fun well-run <laughs> tour that if you like food tours if you like pizza it's highly recommended I, you had me at lasers, so I'm in. So that's fantastic. <laughs> Great. All right. So um, if uh, so, this podcast is called Maybe You're Like Me. And so uh, if we're going to figure out who you are, I'm trying to figure out if people are maybe a little bit like me, maybe people are a little bit like you. And so if we're going to uh, like figure out who you are, uh, people put out like a superficial version of themselves on the Internet. And so right. like you got the filtered version of whoever you are. So if somebody like if we're going to get past the filters, we got to start with the filters. So if they are yeah. following you on the Internet, who is the Nick they're going to see on the Internet there? All right. Now I'm curious, do yeah. other people ever say this, but I can tell you that I consistently hear from people that I'm very much what they expected when they meet me. That's that fantastic. I, yes. Yeah. I'm just curious. Do any of your guests, do, 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 like, does anybody else say that? I would say I hear it multiple times per year. Yeah, absolutely. So there's some people that they'll come on and they're like, yeah, there's absolutely like you're seeing my highlight reel. And then there's a few people that uh, they're just the same person on the internet. When it's, if you people ask me, I barely post. So, uh, oh, oh they, yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. A picture Wait a second. Of my kid, What's that's your great. strategy there? You barely post, but you decided to have a podcast. That's like someone who's like never done drugs and then picks the hardest one. Listen, I understand the internet. I'm a millennial and, uh, you know, it's just like me personally, I don't know why, because like I've run social media for, uh, different companies and uh, different places and different people. And so, but when it comes to my personal stuff, I'm like, meh, <laughs> but fair, when, fair. uh, like, because I've spent my whole day on the internet trying to figure out and post things for engaging stuff for everybody else. So by the end of the day, I'm like, I don't know if anybody wants to see me eating this pizza right now. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Say, so say you, no more. You're the same Nick that we would see online. So I'm very outgoing online. I think I post a lot on my Instagram stories. Yeah. I post on Twitter and I share. I've been experimenting with a short form video. But here's the deal. I've been sharing my life online for over 26 years. Yeah. And I've been using the Internet and publishing a blog and other stuff probably since 95 or 96. Oh, and wow. as such, I've just I've gotten comfortable in that space. Yeah. And I'm I am quirky and I am weird online and I'm similarly <laughs> quirky and weird in person. So that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> that's fun. All right. So uh, the way that, again, I bumped into you is because you're on a podcast and you're talking about uh, this amazing book you've written. And uh, yeah. so uh, if anybody hasn't heard about your book yet, give them like the the cheat sheet on on your book. 
I'm obsessed with this book, by the way. I think it is the number one book that can change your life. And I'm not just saying that. Like, look you at the Amazon first, reviews. Oh, yeah. Right? Heard it here first. There's almost 300 reviews in my book. It's called The Two-Hour Cocktail Party. Awesome. Uh, it's available on Amazon and Audible. But, but here's what it's about. I'll tell the listeners. I'm not trying to keep any secrets. The book is about how to host a party that can help you make more friends and boost your career. That's fantastic. I believe that... At, as we get older, we need more friends. We need yeah. community. Mm -hmm. And it's harder and harder to make new friends as we get older. I think the way to make friends and build that network is by hosting a simple happy hour, which, by the way, doesn't even need to include alcohol. Yeah. But I use that phrase cocktail party because it's an easy to understand social construct of a lightweight gathering. Yeah, absolutely. That's fun. And so uh, you've uh, even from like the other podcasts, I've heard you give tips and tricks on like how to make yeah. people feel comfortable really quickly. And that way you can make and meet new relationships. And it's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much. But would you be willing to host a two hour cocktail party? Could I try absolutely. to convince you? Oh, wow. So we're on the convincing channel. Let's go pitch it. <laughs> Great. So in the time it takes to watch a Netflix movie, Mm -hmm. You could connect with 15 to 20 people and build yeah. these relationships. Mm -hmm. I believe that in life, the biggest benefits come not from our close friends, but actually mm -hmm. through the people who barely know us. Hmm. They call those loose ties or weak connections. Yeah. I believe that by building up the network of acquaintances like that, you can find more incredible friends that can inspire and encourage you. You'll get invited to more things to fill up your social calendar. And if you're in business or you're curious, looking for a job or a career or something, it can help you as well in those areas because we yeah. find out about new jobs and new opportunities, not through our best friends, but through these acquaintances, these random people on LinkedIn, stuff like that. That's awesome. So uh, something I like, and I actually have heard you talk about it before, and it's actually the way uh, the way the podcast is structured is we have a couple rounds of questions. And these first round uh, questions, I call them the first date round, because on a first date, you're not asking like the deep, like heart questions, but you're asking like something that anybody could answer. And it's just a good time. Uh, and so it's not uh, the deepest things, but it's just kind of get to know you stuff. So this is like surface level things. And so, uh, and one that I've actually heard you uh, talk about on a podcast before is uh, your question about breakfast. So let's just start the first date round uh, with a question like that. So what is your go-to, your perfect breakfast? My perfect breakfast is spinach and okay. olive oil, like sauteed okay. with eggs, three okay. or four eggs with Ghee or coconut oil and some salt. Definitely need to have salt. And if I'm being honest, I know I'm not supposed to eat gluten or stuff like that because I get like your skin best life. inflammation. I want some toast. I want Live some butter. <laughs> I want some jelly and I want some tea. And you know what? If it, Look, if we're getting dirty, I'm going to take a Diet Coke or a Coke Zero. Whoa. My Calm crazy down now. Calm it down. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Don't report that, me. Yeah, we're we're not going to turn you in yet, but that's uh, that's a good breakfast. That's fantastic. That is like the most like intense, like partially healthy, partially decadent breakfast that I've ever heard. Mine's usually like, hey, I'm going to make a bowl of oatmeal, but that's uh, that's a that's a, good a, a glorious breakfast. There. Side note: Have you ever added peanut butter to your oatmeal? I'm not a huge peanut butter guy. Um, okay, but what I do add that makes it fantastic is an ungodly amount of butter. So that's uh, that's fantastic. Really. There, so. Yeah, Paula Dean you styles. You butter to your oatmeal. Now, have you ever done steel cut oats? 
Uh, no, I have not. So I'm sorry I would to like really... to try to convince you in something that could change your life. <laughs> so I learned about steel cut oats, uh-huh. which have a, a higher or lower glycemic index. I don't know. Essentially, no knows. they give you a longer level of energy throughout uh-huh. the day. They're yeah. more nu- nutritionally dense, but they're a pain in the butt to cook. Yeah. Here's the hack. You can get one of these cheap Japanese rice cookers huh. and set it out the night before. What? And it will cook in the morning so that you wake up. You know, it starts like two hours before you wake up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up to the smell of delicious <laughs> steel cut oatmeal. And I would put raisins and cranberries and blueberries. And oh, my God, it was like when I was on the oatmeal train, it was it was great. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. But like, so like for me, if my perfect breakfast, uh, yours was way healthier than mine will ever be. Mine is, uh, more like pancakes and, uh, and yeah, all the gluten, just, just pick gluten, put it on a plate and I'll uh, eat that. That sounds fantastic. But you're probably you a little healthier than I. In Orlando area or Florida, have you ever been to a waffle house? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Love them. I love Waffle House as well. I I love the hash browns there. Oh, that that should have been my breakfast one. But look, here's why we do. Here's why we do an icebreaker like this at a party. Yeah, absolutely. The icebreaker question it needs to start easy. You need yeah, to start when there's no rapport. Yeah. When when people don't know each other, and that question of what's one of your favorite things to eat for breakfast. Yeah. It's not going vulnerable. It's no. not making people. You know, when they're not ready to open up, breakfast is an easy one. It's quick to think of. There's no judgment, quick to answer. And I do that at the very beginning of my parties simply to just get people talking. Yeah. Later, we'll do an advanced level icebreaker that helps add value to the room and it will make your parties be remembered as something truly special. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love like just getting conversation started is, uh, like the hardest part. Uh, actually like the reason that like I built this whole section into the podcast is because a long time ago I was thinking about writing a book called my awkward guide to blank. And so the blank could be anything. It could be my awkward guide to coffee making my awkward guide to uh-huh. uh, breakfast, my awkward guide. And the only one that I ever like even like sat down and tried to even think of was my awkward guide to dating. And so on the first date, it's the same situation. Like you, you kind of got to start and like, like find some common ground, find how maybe you're alike. And so on the first day, you're trying to figure out if maybe somebody's like me. And so uh, that's the nice. whole thought there. So I like ready? that idea. Yeah. You ready for another uh, first date question? I'm ready for another first date question. All right, here we go. If you could download a skill or a talent or ability into your brain, like the movie, The Matrix, what what are you picking? What are you going to do? Is this boring and too practical? I want to speak Spanish. I would That's like not- to. Yeah. Is that bad? Do you do languages? Uh, I know a little bit of Spanish. I know a, a little bit of enough languages to be dangerous. I'm in no way, shape, yes. or form Jason Bourne, but I've uh-huh. got a few few languages in my brain. Uh, me and Duolingo hang out every now and again. So it's oh. a good time. Yeah, so. I think that would be very nice and just practical. Recently, I went to Mexico City. Have you been to Mexico City? I have, but just the airport. So that's less fun, but I would like to recommend effort. it. Yeah. To any listeners, I would like to recommend it. Where I live, I'm in Austin, Texas, uh-huh. and it's only a two-hour flight from Austin, which yep. is absolutely crazy. And it's a little piece. I don't want to say it's like being in Europe, but it was very different from Austin, and I loved it. So that would be my skill. What's your skill? 
You know, I was thinking about this one earlier and like, there's a lot of things I would love to learn a language. Um, I don't know why my brain always just like it flips to karate. It's probably because of the matrix. Like I know Kung Fu. Um, but I was thinking like practically if I could actually like a skill and this is back to gluten, I would love to like be able to actually bake my wife. Mm. Like I can cook, but my wife can bake like crazy but I mm. have none of that ability. So like really good baking, that would be fantastic. Oh, does she ever do brownies? She does. So I love brownies. That sounds nice. Yeah. You know, uh, like traditional French macarons. My wife used to make yeah. those. And Wait, those uh, are like impossible. She is amazing. And so her and a friend started a business up and made macarons and they sold a billion of them. And I was the lucky taste tester. It was a fantastic time for me. So yeah, that, I get That yeah. sounds like perfect. It was glorious. All right. One last question here. Um, if you could, do you remember the movie Freaky Friday with uh, Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. And yeah. Um, why can't I think of the other lady's name? She was in, she's in a lot of things, but uh, Freaky Friday, if you could Freaky Friday with anybody in the whole world, who are you going to brain switch with? I would love to brain switch with the guy who runs the TED conference. Ooh, okay. His name is Chris or something. Okay. And I would love to see what that is like, the behind the scenes, Mm. to know all those incredible people, just what that experience is like at the very top. Yeah. Because I love conferences myself. And wow, what an incredible thing. I think that would be really neat. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Uh, My brain always goes to like, uh, I love comedians. And so like, um, and I love things like uh, Monty Python or like any of the Pythons or Martin Short, Steve Martin. Yes. Those guys that are just like next level geniuses. I'd love yeah. to like just take a pre- peek inside what their brain is doing. Those guys are next level. So And Steve Martin plays banjo. Do you know this? I did. Yeah, I do. In, supposedly incredible. Steve Martin has a new book out, I think. Look, I'm doing promo for Steve Martin's book. But have you heard <laughs> of this book? I had it on a list that I Born needed standing up. to know that that was a great book. That was glorious. It's called number one is walking my huh. life in the movies and other diversions. It just came out a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know about that. It looks like I got myself a, uh, a new read for the new year here. I think it might even be a graphic novel. What? Stephen yes, Martin, is- get it together. That's fantastic. A little crazy, right? He (laughs) has some involvement in the Metropolitan Museum of Art, which is where I like kind of worked or was involved with. And Uh uh, it's just I think he's just great. So I love your choice and I would love to hang out with you. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So. All right. So that was the first date round. Those are your icebreaker questions, your get to know you questions. Uh, Then we'd like to move on to I call it the slow round. This is a little bit uh, a layer or two deeper. And um, so. so we're in New Year's. It's New Year's resolution times. Are you a subscriber to New Year's resolutions? I like New Year's resolutions. I'm down yeah. to pick one. Yeah. So if there's something that like you're working towards uh, for you internally or uh, a goal you're working towards, what are those uh, looking like for you this year? Okay. I am embarrassed to tell you this story. On my book launch, uh-huh. I wanted to do something non-traditional. Okay. I didn't want to have a boring book party at a library or something. In hindsight, I should have. But <laughs> what I did was I took everybody paddle boarding out okay. on Barton Creek here in Austin. And okay. I had the first ever, to my knowledge, book launch on Lake Austin. I don't think anyone has ever done that. <laughs> now, 
over the creek, there's a bridge that a lot of kids jump off of. And I'd never jumped off that bridge. Oh, crazy. I jumped off the bridge for my book launch. That's the good news. The good news is the party was great. The bad news is my landing was not well executed. How high up is this bridge we're talking about here? I would estimate, I would estimate the bridge is 25 feet, but maybe it's, maybe it's only 15 feet. I don't know. Listen, I think it's probably 25 feet, 15 to 25 feet more than I've ever jumped off of. So congratulations. This is a very big bridge. I got to admit, I was terrified. Yeah, you should be. Anyhow. I jumped in, I landed down on my left arm a little weird, and I think I jammed the rotator cuff, which is a long way to say that I know for physical therapy that I should be doing some stretches and exercises to get that mobility back. Mm -hmm. And yet I haven't been able to brought myself, bring myself to do that. Yeah. My wish for my New Year's resolution is that something I can really say, hey, I'm getting older. I need to do these exercises. I want to be able to do pull-ups or hang from the bar, just simply lift my arms above my head more. And once again, I hope it's not too practical, but that's what I'm shooting for. (laughs) No, that's fantastic. Uh, Even so, like I just said, we were in New York, uh, just thinking about how much I really should be stretching and I'm really not. So like getting that mobility back, getting that stretching back, that'd probably help you a ton. It'd probably help me a ton. Uh, Everybody out there. Yeah. Take away. Yeah, yeah, please, please stretch. That's, that's more, a takeaway from today. Seriously, more stretching. Can we please do a podcast search for millennials and stretching? <laughs> My guess is that it is a trending topic. I need it Listen, as well. It's a, a, an audio yoga class. So yes, right arm over warrior one. I don't know what all the poses are, but it's probably huge. If not, I think we just found a, a new Avenue joint venture. You and I we have a stri- new <laughs> podcast yoga merger. It's the combo you never knew you needed. Yeah. It's stretching with Mike and Nick. So that sounds, that sounds like something. So it sounds good. People are going to love it. All right. So you are in uh, the relationship making business. It seems like, uh, even, mm. uh, with your, uh, your museum thing, helping people navigate, uh, not only physical spaces, but a thing that can be kind of awkward, like walking through a museum and not knowing what you're doing, feeling out of place. Uh, you're helping people now navigate relationships. And so starting new ones and all that now starting, uh, relationships is great, but, uh, also like there's like that deeper level, like what are you doing on that next mm-hmm. step to like, once you've started these relationships to build and uh, deepen those relationships and to create community that is lasting for yourself as well. Here's how I think about it. I think about these parties as a phase one towards yeah. making new friends and building friendships. Yeah. They give me an idea of who I'd like to follow up with to build a relationship. That's fantastic. After a party, I am known to make lists of my favorite attendees. That's fun. And think about who I want to connect with. Yeah. Here's the pro tip. The pro tip is schedule it the next day. Follow up immediately. Yeah. What happens is that the half-life of a party or remembering an event, life goes on. People get busy. Yeah. And if I host a party and I meet some incredible people and I want to hang with them and I schedule it the next day, I have a lot of success with that. If I wait a week or two weeks, three weeks, even a month, people, it's that reciprocity principle that I just think there's a little bit of a half-life. So I want to mention something about that. And that's that when you host a party, please know that everyone wants to be invited to a party. Yeah, absolutely. 
it's a little gift that you get to give people to help build the community. And these days, there's very few opportunities for that. Yeah, it's actually something I've been uh, I've thought about recently uh, at the church I work at here. Um, we have college kids that are uh, coming through and they're in town for a little bit and then uh, they're gone. And so I was talking to uh, a college student and they were saying that they were graduating soon and they were so excited about it. I'm like, that's fantastic. And so the thing that I told them, though, is like right now, all of your friends are built into life. Like you could probably throw a rock at any point and hit somebody, you know, and that you could hang out with. But coming soon, there's going to be a time where like that that's not built into your everyday life. Like you're not going to be around them all the time. And so having uh, the intention to not just like sit back, but invite people into something, people are looking for spaces to connect. And so whether that's uh, bumping into somebody at the grocery store or even better being invited to something brand new, like a party that uh, people are looking for that connection, that community. And so it's great that you've, you've kind of taken, taken some of the guesswork, some of the assumptions out of that process to help people connect. That's fantastic. And you're exactly right. Most people peak in their new friendships in college. Yeah. College is a time for many of us where we're meeting the most amount of people. We're in the physical proximity. We're seeing people day in, day out. And then after college, the reality is for many people, their friendships just decline. It becomes a game of attrition. And yeah. it's very, very hard to meet new people. So anyhow, I don't want to hype my book too much, but I genuinely <laughs> believe I'm on a mission to get 500 people to read my book and host a party for their friends and neighbors. I try to talk to every single person who emails me from the book. I'm just so passionate about it. It's so cool. Yeah. Like people making connections that that's where like magic happens when you can meet some people and build relationships. That's fantastic. So I like, that. all right. There's one last question that we ask everybody on the podcast and uh, you're on the podcast. So I'm asking you, what's something you're learning right now? I am learning. Let me just think about a good way to answer that because I want to give the most amount of value. I'll be honest with you. I published this book and it has been a journey in marketing and outreach in yeah. ways that I never anticipated. As an author, your book is like a little business. Yeah. And if you produce a book, know that it's up to you most of the time, even for big publisher deals. I've heard yeah. from friends. They say, my publisher did nothing. Mm -hmm. I had to do everything for it. And yeah. for me, I am learning a lot about that side of book marketing. The next phase that I want to get into is in PR or okay. making a pitch to local media or press. One of my goals, so let's say that you were to host a party using my book there in Florida. Mm -hmm. You have local news outlets. Local news outlets say that I came and I co-hosted a party. I'm working on this thing that's going to be a um, party across America where mm -hmm. I'll meet up with podcast hosts and book readers and I'll help them co-host a party for their friends and neighbors. That's fun. Imagine if I came and we did that, you know, the local news or local radio or TV would be interested in that. Why? They're always looking for something new and interesting and fascinating. Yeah. I don't have the resources now to know how to reach out and to tell them and package a story. It's not just telling them what we're doing, but it's truly packaging the story mm -hmm. to make it as easy as possible for them. So that is my next goal of something that I really want to learn and get to be good at. 
Yeah, absolutely. That that's something that people don't, I feel like don't talk about often enough is when you're trying something new, like, so even like, let's say with this podcast, um, I've never met you and I don't know how authors like to be reached out to. And so I just, uh, I've gotten online and I've uh, slid into a bunch of people's DMS. And so that's how we met is because right. I just, I just trying to figure out. So like trying to figure out what's the proper and the appropriate way to contact an author or uh, a business leader or a thought leader. And and to uh, see if they would want to be on a podcast like this. And so you were so kind uh, to respond <laughs> to this in the first place. But also, uh, it's fun that like just learning new things and learning new avenues. And uh, so that's awesome that you're learning that trying to figure out what's like, what's the next best step for you uh, with this book and connecting with people. It's fantastic. That's my goal. I'm really passionate about trying to get people to host a party. And the reason is because I've seen how much of a difference it can make. Both yeah. in my life, I literally saw it firsthand. I launched my last company, a multi-million dollar business on the back of all the connections and creations that I had made through hosting parties. But then I've seen other people, over 200 people that have read my book, hosted their first party. Mm -hmm. And that has just been so nice. It's, it's really the most rewarding work I've ever done. Absolutely. And the thing that you do that, like, this is something that like in, in my work that I think about a lot is just helping take the assumption out of things for people. And so, um, if you are like hosting a party, you, you might have a million questions on how and uh, how to make this thing a success. And so, uh, you've taken all the guesswork out of it. And so, uh, from things like how to, uh, throw the party, what kind of music to play, what kind of uh, drinks to have, or what kind of snacks to have, or what yeah. kind of snacks not to have. Um, yeah. Like, so like I, all my parties, I used to throw parties with a bunch of peanut butter crackers and then everybody's mouths would be full of peanut butter and they couldn't talk. I'm just kidding. That's not even true at all. But like, there's things that you can do and things that would like really derail everything. And so if right? you're helping just take away all those assumptions, it helps people to, uh, to enjoy it and have a, a great time together. So good job, man. Wait, I All like right. that idea for the peanut butter party. And it made me think <laughs> of a party idea that I want to bounce off you. I've never done it, but I've been thinking about it. Uh -huh. First question, though, for you is, do you drink coffee or tea? I, I'm a coffee guy okay. of the two. So. Now, I do as well. I, I drink coffee and I drink it every morning and I have a whole uh -huh. ritual. Do you do the same thing? Do you have it every single morning? I do. Yeah, I'm a coffee guy. Okay. So here is my party idea. It might be crazy. Bring it's going to be a morning coffee hour party meetup or something. Mm -hmm. So imagine eight to 10 or something. And I will ask everybody to skip their coffee the day before. Ooh, okay. That's brave of you. Go on. And at the party, we will all break our coffee fast together. <laughs> Okay. To drink that first sip of the glorious beverage after, you know, what will by that time have been, I don't know, 36, 48 hours since our last cup. So I'm thinking everybody will be all happy and wired up a little bit. That's an idea. I'm still working on it. You're a brave man on the front side of that, though, because you got a <laughs> bunch of grumpy people coming in on that party. So you better be playing some like Jackson five to get people to be less angry in that uh, beginning moments there. <laughs> I think you're right. And we'd have to do the coffee first thing at the beginning of the party. Absolutely. First thing. All right. So this is the very last round of the, uh, the podcast here. And this is what we call the common ground round. And so this is where maybe we can see if maybe you and I are alike. And so, uh, you've got your uh, note cards there with you. Yep. 
Now, I actually today I actually grabbed some uh, some name uh, name tags because another thing that you're uh, pretty passionate about in your parties is name tags. Uh, fill us in on name tags real quick. I'm so passionate about name tags. I will die on this hill. Even for a party <laughs> of casual friends and neighbors, you need name tags. Absolutely. It helps the introverts feel more accepted. It helps those with social anxiety or awkwardness. Dale Carnegie said the sweetest sound to anyone's ears is the sound of their own name. And I'm mm -hmm. bad with names too. Absolutely. But I like name tags because at a party of friends and neighbors... They help show that there's no clicks, that it's a yeah. safe space for meeting new people. Great name tag, Mike. All right. I'll get my name. I'll get my note cards and pen. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, the thing that my problem is I I've known people for years and I know their name in some part of my brain, but in the moment I am absolutely horrible with their names. And I just feel like a jerk for that 30 seconds when I can't remember their name or like making introductions. Yes. Like I'll introduce my wife to people and I'm like, Hey guys, this is my wife, Katrina, Katrina. This is my friend. Oh <laughs> and, my God. Yes. That's uh, the worst. And so name tags are a game changer, a lifesaver. So good call on that again. And that's another yes. assumption, uh, an assumption that people would know somebody else's name. And so you're doing a good yes. job. Right. All right. So, uh, if you were granted a wish of either a having free travel or B free food for the rest of your life, which way are you going? Free, fr free travel, free tr food, write it on your card and we'll reveal it at the same time. Free freight. Travel or free food for the rest of your life? Mm. All right. You ready? Yep. Here we go. One, two, three. Reveal it. I put food. You put free Shoot, travel. Free travel. Hey, good on you. Listen, travel is harder to come by for me right now in my stage of life. And I eat a lot. So <laughs> free food Fair sounds enough. fantastic. Uh, you said you went to Mexico City recently. Uh, yeah. Where's your favorite place you've traveled? I would love to go back to Japan and I'd also like to go back to Hawaii. Those are two spots that are hot for me. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Now I, uh, next question here. I don't know your family makeup. And so uh, are you uh, an only child? Are you, uh, I have a, a sister and I have okay. two parents and I'm single. There you go. Fantastic. So, uh, just, uh, this is, it, this kind of works. So would you either rather a be an only child or be the oldest of 12? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, all right. I got mine here. Okay. Oh, here shoot. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Wait, wait, wait. He's changing his mind. He's writing diligently. Okay. I'm ready. Here we go. Three, two, one. I put oldest. You put, hey, look at us. Oldest of 12. <laughs> That's good. Because yeah. can you imagine the holidays and the Thanksgiving and the Christmas? That would be a lot. Yeah, I that would be intense. That's um Brady Bunch styles on cocaine or something. So Yes. <laughs> um yeah, I've got two good brothers and so why not add uh or nine more? That's that's a lot. So <laughs> It's wow, that's cool. All right. So, all right. Uh this one's just a fun one. Uh would you rather for dessert have cookies or cake? Back to gluten again. That is uh who's sponsoring this podcast is gluten. Um, this one's easy for me. Oh, Sam, you ready? Okay. You're writing more than I am. So I think we're on opposite. Here we go. Three, two, one. I put cake. You put cookies. Cookies. Oh, okay. What's your, uh, your favorite kind of cookie? 
All right, it's funny that you asked. I actually have in the freezer a little thing of these cookies that are sweetened with coconut sugar or something. And I let myself have two or three of them before bed occasionally. Probably is terrible for my sleep, but they're so dang delicious. <laughs> I love cookies. Absolutely. Uh, it seems like your willpower is a lot better than mine because like if it's if cookies are on, it's just game over. So those those aren't lasting oh. very long. <laughs> Something else uh, I love is I love salty, crunchy things, pretzels, okay. yeah. goldfish crackers, things like that. I love that stuff. So like, uh, are you a grazer? Like if you got a bowl of chips or whatever on the counter, is that game over for you? <sighs> Mike, I had to get rid of these cheese, uh, cheese it's cause I had uh -huh. a bucket of them, literally a bucket of them in my oh, yeah. pantry that mm -hmm. I had nicely set up. So, uh -huh. so it looked beautiful when friends came of it. Like, Look at my pantry. And you know, that's also <laughs> great for me to see. Oh, I'll have some cheese. It's awesome. I was eating them all the time. Yep. And I was talking to somebody and he's like, you know, you probably shouldn't have those in such a visible line of sight. I was like, <laughs> I got to get rid of them. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine, uh, like there's like a dangerous every now and again, I'll have animal crackers or like <gasps> our kids will have animal crackers. Those are kryptonite, man. If, if there's like, like a bag of it. It's just game over. Just go ahead and like, um, it's gone. Don't even worry if about they it. made animal crackers that were salty. Like, I think I would destroy those. I would eat a lot. <laughs> salty animal crackers. All right, listen. Yes. So we've got our new podcast and we've got a new business venture. Salty animal yes. crackers. Dude, we're, we're going to be dozenaires. People are going to pay us dozens of dollars for these new products. All right. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, sodas. Uh, you said you like uh, some soda every now and again. Are you going Coke or Pepsi? We're going. You okay. can go diet if you want to. But uh, here we go. I've got mine on lock. And actually, this Ready? is kind of a... Yep, here we go. Three, two, one. I went Coke. You went Coke as well. Look at you. The... Uh, this is... That's actually like kind of a half truth for me, though, because I would much rather have a Dr. Pepper, though. And yes. you in Texas are living in the heart of uh, Dr. Pepper land there. So. I've been to the Dr. Pepper Museum, actually. Me too. Waco, Texas. Yeah. Really? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah. So my parents lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for a while. And uh, we went and visited. We did all the Magnolia stuff. And then right down the yes. street there is the Dr. Pepper Museum. So... We, uh, yeah. And they still like, they have like the old fountain style that you can yes. still make Dr. Pepper the old way, which was fun. So I did yeah, that too. You'd rather go Coke. You said you're a Coke zero fan. I'd go Coke. I drink Coke zero. It's my little indulgence. I like it a lot. Yeah. Live it up. All right. One last one. And, uh, this is a new year's resolution, uh, time. And so, uh, people are trying to get into better shape. Uh, if you had to pick your poison on working out, are you going to go jogging or swimming? <gasps> Okay. Or neither. Uh, no, 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 no. We got to <laughs> pick one. Okay, I'm ready. All right, here we go. One, two, three. I went jogging. You went swimming. Good on you. Are you a good swimmer? You know, I love swimming and I love being in water. I'm not uh -huh. necessarily good, but being in water <laughs> for me feels like a reset and jogging yeah. just feels like it works. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I enjoy the thing I enjoy about a good jog is like, if I can put on a podcast or yes. um, a good audio book, do you know any good audio books by any, uh, up and coming authors, uh, maybe about uh, like social interactions? Wait, you got to check out my audio book called the two what? hour cocktail party. <laughs> sounds fantastic. Um, did you know that there is audio 
earphone waterproof things that swimmers listen to, actually. I did not know that. to crank through their audiobooks and podcasts when they're doing laps. That's fantastic. And uh, that uh, we'll go ahead and plug that too. And if that's not a real mm-hmm. thing, that's another business for us. We, uh, we're just making money hand over fist right now. All right. Uh, <laughs> Nick, uh, thank you so much for being here. Now there's people out there listening to this, that maybe this is the first time that they've uh, got to interact with you or hear from you. If they wanted to follow along, like obviously, uh, please go to your local bookstore and pick up to our cocktail party. Uh, it's, uh, it's changing the game all over the world right now, but if they wanted to follow you, maybe uh, follow you on Instagram or your website, or where's a great place for people to get to know you a little better. I am very proud of my Instagram stories, uh, which I did a great one from last night. My name on Instagram is Nick Gray News, N-I-C-K-G-R-A-Y News, N-E-W-S. And then I also have a cool blog with this friends newsletter I send out monthly. And that's at NickGrayNews.com. And then in my book, it's called The Two-Hour Cocktail Party, How to Build Big Relationships with Small Gatherings. If you accept my party challenge at the end of chapter one, please send me an email. I'll send you some bonus resources, or I'll even send you a PDF of an executive summary, exactly how to host a party, or 13 things you can do for your next party to make it a success. I love hearing from people that are talking about parties. Yeah, I love it. And it's just good to let people get connected. And Nick, thank you so, so much for being here. You are the man. And yeah, go out, pick up the book, follow him on Instagram and uh, let's get connected. And happy, happy new year, everybody. Thank you. Happy new year, everybody. Thanks for listening. More parties in 2023. Oh yeah, let's go.